Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, that's recording. We should start. Yeah, okay, good. Wait, is Jay ready? Jay, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I'm ready you, can, you can do the intro whenever you want, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> I think it's going to be a good week this week. Yeah, good. Yeah. Welcome to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We are kind of like a book club. Each month we pick a new video game, gather some friends and discuss it. This month we've been looking at Telltale's The Walking Dead. Last week we covered the uh, extensive plot. Sorry, sorry. That's right. (laughs) And this week we will be talking about the characters. So joining me again we have... Oh, Patrick. And... Jay! Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Thank, Thank you, you for inviting us back. back. Yeah, uh, Especially after spooky. last week. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> fir- first week I was a bit rocky. Last week, oh. But um, yeah, we're here now. I- fair, I'm here to redeem myself. To be fair, I did ask you to to tell us the plot. Yeah. And I'd forgotten half the stuff that happened. Yeah, there's in a the lot plot. In, there was a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. if you got through it, well done everyone. Play yeah. the game because it's yeah. much better in game. Um yeah. as I'm sure you would have noticed. Um yeah. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun to go back over that stuff and realize like, oh, this is traumatic. Yeah. And how deep it was. How like Complex it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also we spoke a lot more in the studio than would be in the released version. Like I, I, I Did I, you cut my stuff out? My stuff was gold. Oh, just a little bit. Not our just overpod to, stuff. No. Surely. <laughs> Look. That's in the pod, some right? Some of it. <laughs> some of it? Some of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have words after the yeah, recording okay. today. Yeah, okay. cool, cool. That's fine. Last week we were really keen to talk about Clementine. Yes, but we weren't allowed. But we weren't. Well, no. I mean, we did anyway. Well, Zane's been sitting in the recording mm. booth with a with a whip, just in case we bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But and you're very good at editing because all those cracks are, they, the they cracks, don't show up. You at can't all. even hear. You can't them. even no. hear them. Like the winces, no. the pain, yeah. the screams, everything's out. Yeah. So it's really good. It's really good. It's fine work, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. They're, they're they're really good microphones. They only they only capture what I want them That's to great. capture. Yeah. No. Psychic microphone. But we can talk yeah. about Clementine now. We can talk about Clementine now. Go. Right. Oh, I don't want to. I'm I don't want to talk about Clementine. Yeah, I'm sick of her. I'm done. Yeah, fine, cool. Well, <laughs> join us next week. Yeah, that's the end of the part. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you to Zane. No, but uh, actually, as a certified parent, I know you've got your you're a card carrying parent, Jay. I am. I am. Is it different playing this game now that you have a human in your possession? <laughs> oh, look! In the recent zombie apocalypse that we had to face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, do you find With that you, my son. do you find that you you look at Clementine or even child characters in games differently, or there's a, a greater emotional depth to what you feel about those relationships, or even about the character of Clementine? Because, like, I don't, spoiler alert, I'm sure no one picked up on this through my voice, but he's a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, it, yeah, I, I, I now I'm also not particularly clucky either as a person. Yeah. So, like, do you, I don't know? Do Me you, neither. How do you feel about the character of Clementine as a parent? I am very proud of her. 
She oh, does really? incredibly well. For <laughs> such a parent response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, Claire. Gold I am. Star. I am. Gold star. Well, I I was a nanny for six years before I had oh, a, so had a baby. So kids are my jam. And um, when I when I realized that I was going to have a son, I was terrified because I was raised by a single mum, and mm. I am a woman, obviously, who is now also a single mum. Yeah. So raising a, a boy feels like a whole different thing, and I yeah. really enjoyed that they made Clementine a girl, whereas. Traditionally, she probably would have been a male character yeah. with those traits that she has of being so very strong and resilient. Um, so I really enjoy seeing such a strong female character, especially as a child where she's not always crying or needs to be saved. And when mm. she does need to be saved, it's not directly through her being irresponsible. It's just because the situation is a mess. It's just because the situation is a mess. Yeah. It's not her going out of her way to be petulant. Um, and Especially sort of towards the beginning of the game. Anytime she does get in trouble is usually because she the adults don't see her. Yeah. She, she's invisible to them. Yeah, of course. They don't pay enough attention to yeah. her. Because um, they don't see her as a real person. And maybe that's no, why she's not, not annoying. Because we spoke about mm. this oh, two yeah. weeks ago now about like yeah. how um, – as as a device, she could be very annoying. Yeah. Absolutely, but the way they've yeah. designed her is she's she feels like a benefit the entire mm. game. And they make a point of there being a juxtaposition between her and Duck and how he is actually very annoying. And yeah. they have and the even Clementine gets annoyed by Duck. She in, does. I think it's episode yeah. three. She's very mature for, for that situation, especially when she's supposed to only be a first grader. Yeah. Oh, and then um, spoiler alert, season two, there's that little girl. Oh yeah. Who Yeah. Oh, Who's like, who's like so mm, protected the from the world? Of yeah. And, yes. you just, and you realize how valuable Clementine is yeah. as a human. Absolutely. Yeah. To have found any little is. girl, you would want to find Clementine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. to be responsible. Because she does take, take care of Lee as well. Um, yeah, she yeah. looks out for him a lot of the yeah. time. Mm. And then she becomes the protagonist from season two. She exactly. Is, she is, is the tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I enjoyed her better than Lee as a, as a yeah. leading character. Yeah. It's a really good coming of age story for her. Yeah, it's definitely. really good. She has so much growth and she is this scared little girl. She's still tough at the beginning. Even in the second one, but, I think, you know, she's still only maybe 10. Yeah, like she's yeah. not much older at all. Yep. Um, well, I mean, and I think a lot of that comes through in the performance. Like the voice actress yeah. who worked um, as Clementine, her name is Melissa Hutchinson. Yep. Does fantastic work. Um, she, I think what's really interesting is they actually originally wanted to cast a child. Mm. A child actor for Clementine, but they realized they weren't getting the emotional depth that they needed. Right. So they cast on um, Melissa Hutchinson. And I'm just looking through her stuff now, and she has um she's got a couple of award nominations and wins for her work as Clementine. So um she was nominated for a BAFTA for season one of wow. Walking Dead and for another BAFTA for season two um the following year, which is fantastic. She actually um she won an NAVGTR award, which is a voice acting award for season one, and was nominated again for season two, and she got um a ton of nominations for some of her other work, but also I believe as Clementine, yep, in season one and for her work in The Wolf Among Us, favorite mm-hmm. of Jay, Yay. and in season two as well um, of Walking Dead uh, for Behind the Voice Actor Awards. So I think her performance really rings true and is really like the one of the main cores of this and why it works. Because if her voice was shrill or annoying or – I mean it's shrill but it's appropriate for the character yeah, because she's a little girl and it never feels – and it feels hacky. It's very honest. It's a very honest performance, which is why I think it's so easy to engage with Clementine as a character because she feels honest. You naturally yeah. interact with her in an appropriate way and you start to care for her. And it's a brilliant performance and yet she by feels Melissa like, Hutchinson. She feels like a real person. Like so so often, in particularly in video games, children are there are, there are 
stereotype. They're mm-hmm. they annoying little brats who get in your way. And she's very know. realistic, and and that's yeah. the thing. Like you just said, they get in your way. Uh, any kid in in any situation is not going to stand by your side in silence, like they would yeah. in any other game yeah. when they're just a sidekick. Where Clementine, she takes off, she does her own thing. Like yeah. she has a whole subplot with the walkie-talkie that you know it, you didn't even know it was happening as a parent. Yeah. And, um, and and that's it's like it's like finding finding cigarettes under your kid's bed yeah. or something. It's like the the realization. It's like she's, you stole my cigarettes. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now smoke more. Yeah. Um, you know You're, that she had this this other this other part of her that you don't even see. And it as um a parent as well, your worst fear to find out that some strange person is talking to your yeah. baby, like your most terrifying fear. Of you know, in in our age of technology as well, you know, I've mm. I've got you know a twelve year old niece and she's got Snapchat and Instagram and it's it's horrifying. That's scary. Yeah. And I you know you read some terrifying things that you know, it, it's very realistic in that even in such a world that's got no technology, you still have to keep an eye on your kids. Yeah. And well, it's just to add to that level of extra level of terror that surely no one's trying to kidnap my kid during the apocalypse. No one wants that mm. extra responsibility. But there it goes. It happens. You know, you still got to be really vigilant. Yeah. And what's really interesting as well is I think what this game does with a child character that not a lot of games do is she has her own motive and goal mm. that is separate from the goals and motives of the other characters. Yes. It's not a shared goal. She is trying to find her parents and locate them and she advocates for that goal as well. So she really does stand as an independent character. And it's interesting to see how that manages in the dynamics because you're trying to respect the fact that she has this goal and help her achieve it, but it's not always the most appropriate thing to pursue and trying to navigate that as in that character interaction, which is the core of this game. Yes, it's a little bit of a shooter and a quick time event game, but it is a character management game. It's a, it's a dating sim, basically. Um, <laughs> Parenting but, um, sim. Yeah, and like friendship sim, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is really interesting to see that developers having that character with her own goals. And then, of course... It progresses into season two, which we're not here to talk about season two, but talking about season two, where her goals become the play goals. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. Yeah. And especially when you're playing as Lee, who obviously is an adult. and Also, what another cracker performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. But where Clementine's going, we need to go to Savannah. I want to see my parents. Mm. And you as Lee and as the player are going, well, look, honey, honey, they're dead. They're dead. But you can't just say that to a child. No. Can and you? also you, you don't, because if she goes, how do you know? You're like, well, I'm assuming. And yeah. then the kid, of course, will go, well, there's a chance. Mm. And you're like, yeah, well, <sighs> technically, yes, <laughs> but n- when you, no. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and how it, it feels at some points. You're like, oh, we got to go to Savannah for your parents. Yeah. And, 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 and you it love is, her so much that you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly that whole, like very much in episode three, because in episode one and two, you also have Katja, who is an experienced mother and yeah. can help look yes. after Clem. She does. She does. But then when she's gone, basically when you're on the train after Katja's yeah. gone, that's when you really have to step up. You can teach her to shoot. And so you cut her hair and, and give her a hair. gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a third thing as well, isn't there? There's the fr- um, three things that happen on the train. It's like how she talks to people or to stay hidden or something. Yeah, or something to that You have to choose advice. Yeah. Yeah. So you cut her hair, you decide whether to cut her hair or not. Yeah. You teach her how to shoot and then you can give her a specific piece of advice and you have to choose. And I can't remember the right. options, but um, they're yeah. all pretty bleak. Yes. I really love in, um, it's in episode two where they're in the, the barn and th- this for me was the moment where I was like, that is exactly what a kid would do mm. was where she tells Lee about the cow's salt lick and how it tastes really salty. Yeah. And he's like, Clementine, did you lick the salt lick? And she goes, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's just perfect child behaviour. It's very cute. Yeah. And the script for her is great as well. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. She's got some really choice lines. Yeah. She does really well. yeah. And, like, I mean, you were just talking about Lee, but I suppose to go into, like, Dave Fenoy, friend of the pod, Dave Fenoy, <laughs> he will be on Overpod, the Overwatch podcast. Um, he gives an absolutely just brilliant performance he's won a ton of awards he's done a ton of work he was in fallout 76 um super smash brothers ultimate recently um world of warcraft sushi strikers he's done a ton of stuff but he did win um i think he won quite a few awards for um lee yeah he won an nav gtr award for season one as lee he also won um best male vocal performance in the btvas for lee um yeah, he's and he's done a ton of other work and received a lot of other nominations um, for his work, not only on The Walking Dead but on Batman films, The Telltale Batman. He was in as well. He did Transformers. He's a fantastic actor. And I think what he manages to do, first of all, Lee's got a real sexy voice. <laughs> yeah. It's – but he the, his vocal performance somehow manages to balance – in this way where it's very much it gives Lee very clear character and tone, but in a way that also lets you to do that thing which this game requires you to do and every game requires you to do as a role-playing game where you can project yourself onto the character. Yeah. And he makes that balance perfectly. And, and it's just such good work. By and friend so many pod, so many games do that, you know, because you want your player character to be a proxy for you. You want, yes. you know, they can have their own character, but you need you're making decisions for mm. them. I, I need to understand what where his head's at. And most video games will achieve that and most movies will achieve that by making the protagonist a blank slate white man mm -hmm. with no... Which, of course, is a blank slate that represents mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah, mm -hmm. obviously. Obviously, there's no issues there at all. Exactly. We don't and need so, to get into it. There's not an issue. No. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so it's really cool. It's enough from you, Jay. <laughs> I can see those eyes. There's no problem here. Everyone walk on. A straight white man... Um, well, no, he the sexuality doesn't come into it. So really, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to evict myself from the pod right now, ladies and gentlemen. It got too real. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so it's really cool, especially when you start the game with him in a cop car mm. going to prison and how everyone through the game, particularly like even at the start when you go to Bring Herschel's land. farm oh, yeah. and you... Um, Oh, yeah, you how the the insinuation yeah. that yeah. he's just taken her yeah. and that they question Clementine about it too. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is really it's interesting and I think it's probably something where it's like. They don't even pull her aside. They're just like he, right here in front yeah, of this strange yeah. man who could have abducted you. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. Well, I also, and I mean to be fair he kind of did. Like he yeah. just met this girl in her house and was like right you're coming with me. Mm. Like. And he's like, at the time she's being questioned there, they've known each other for half a day. Yeah. But I mean, she does tell him, look, my parents are in Savannah. My and babysitter's he, a zombie. And he says, Should I wait? I'll take you. <laughs> yeah. Should I stay here with but, the zombie? And, yeah. And it is an interesting question, though. But I think it's, it's probably an appropriate thing that would happen in the circumstance. This young man walks up and he's not treating her like a daughter yet. He's no, very much keeping no. her at arm's mm -hmm. length and it is a weird relationship. Well, because he doesn't understand not her either. No. And so it's like, wait, where did you get this little girl? What are you doing? Mm. Yeah. And so, and, and, and that again, back to episode one, it sets a really interesting tone for their interaction and how yeah. that relationship does change going forward. Yeah. Um, I, so many good characters in it. Though. Yeah. I really appreciate that Lee is like a, a university teacher as well. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he's not a cop. He's not a, a whatever, you know, the, the traditional he's male the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's cop. Like you can try and think of other ones like maybe. Yeah. 
What else? It's always it's usually it's just a retired cop or an cop. army guy. Army, yeah. It's always some military dude. Mm. I realized on the second playthrough that uh, Lily, I th- always thought that she was like proper, proper military. And then when I played through again, she's uh, just an administrative assistant yeah. right. for the military. And I was like, that's why she's so nuts because yeah. she's yeah. in the military. But no, she's just a desk lady yeah. with some like issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, and her dad. And her dad. Yeah. Mm. She, she does okay. Before it's really then. interesting. Like Larry's backstory of being a piece of shit. Like that really just mm. it sings out. It's really interesting. It develops over time. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh yeah, he's yeah. an absolute sea bag. Well, because they kind of try to, don't they? When in episode two, they try and introduce an element of sympathy for him. Yeah. It doesn't work. But it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Because he literally left you to die. He wanted he to kill a child. You, yeah. you were trying to escape <laughs> after saving his life. Anyway, this is not Larry Pod. Um, I do because that one's about the fictional relationship between Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, Larry <laughs> Potter. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> Can we go oh, check no. on that? I bet you there's a podcast about it. Anyway, <laughs> there'll be a, a long form Tumblr post somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It'll be banned now. Yeah, I was going to say it'll be banned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good characters, including yeah. Larry. I do really enjoy the juxtaposition between Lee and Kenny mm-hmm. as father figures of. Yep. When you're faced with an apocalypse, which way do you go? Yeah. Do you know, do you take care of the kid or do you absolutely fall to pieces? And how would you deal with that situation with a certain kind of child, the people different people that you come across? Yeah. Uh, Duck wouldn't hold up in the same situation as Clementine ends up in at the Mm. end. Duck would go to pieces if Duck was still alive. I think it's interesting though, because like I think Lee gets the opportunity to instruct Clementine and really make her her own person Mm. because he's not a parent. Mm. And I think your instinct and I look, please, I'm not a parent. No, no, go right ahead. But I'm assuming that what you try and do is try and keep it as normal as possible if you could. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Katya and Lee are trying, Mm. Kenny, sorry, Katya and Kenny are trying to do is keep their family unit the same for the sake of their son, whereas that's already not an option for Claire. Like, Like Lee already has the freedom to go, right, I need to toughen this girl up. So she can survive. She's in this already seen world. things. Yeah, she's you know? already yeah. seen things, and it's past the point where you can shelter her. Yeah, and they do. They do still try to shelter Duck, even though they talk a lot about how much he has seen. Yeah, but they talk about him like he is just this little boy, even though I'm pretty sure he's a little bit older than Clem. Yeah, and yeah. they they talk about he him. feels so much younger. He does. He feel does. Younger. Well, and I think that's kind of performance. Part of the intentional. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's probably why Duck annoys Clem so mm-hmm. much. Because she's like, he's this whiny little crybaby. Yeah. And she's just getting on and with it. And she's getting on with it. Yeah. I am, um, as well, from a from a parenting perspective, uh, there's nothing like a secure attachment. And yeah. Lee and Clem form an extremely secure attachment through the loyalty. And if you treat her with disrespect, then she doesn't listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she yeah. comes along eventually, but it's, it's not as strong an attachment as it could be. And with Duck, you can tell that the... You know, though he wouldn't have spent a whole lot of quality time with Kenny. Kenny's about his boat. He's fixing his car. Mm, yeah. Karch is the one who sits with the children, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, whether they both have full-time jobs or not, it's obvious that Kenny doesn't spend one-on-one time with Duck. To yeah. form that attachment, whereas to bond through trauma like Lee and Clementine have is what makes the game really strong. Yeah, And it's part of the reason you don't like Duck because, you know, you can't connect with him because Kenny's not connected with him. Well, I think Hashtag I also, dad issues. Yeah, I also <laughs> think Duck also represents that final loss of any innocence. Yes. Because he's the, like, Katya is the loss of, like, it's she's the stability and that really, that traditional caring model. And she's the promise wonderful. of family and yeah. home. Yeah. And then she is lost and then immediately afterwards Duck, who is the remaining symbol of, like, 
not dealing with the situation yep. and being a child mm-hmm. and living in a semi-carefree way. Like he he goes through a lot of trauma in mm-hmm. the game, but it always comes back to you're all right, duck, you're mm-hmm. our kid, it's fine. But then he gets bitten and dies and yep. has to be killed off. Mm-hmm. And the symbolism of people having to kill off the symbol of innocence in a game is interesting. Yeah. Because that's when it all starts to fall mm-hmm. apart. Yeah, well, yeah, well. and it's no coincidence. their fate. It's no coincidence that immediately after that is when Clementine... When her learns hair gets shoot. cut, when yeah. she learns to shoot. when she, yeah. It's also the first time, I think, that you get to play her when she's strayed away from Lee. Doesn't she climb up the truck? And I don't she, think she he, has to do something on top of the bridge? I don't think you ever directly control her. No, but I think, she, I think, think she does do what, something yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, acts on her, yeah. on her own behalf, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as well with, with Ben, he's the example of what it would be like if Duck did live, still couldn't take care of himself, yep. yeah. you, know, you know, not mature enough to actually be able to handle it, which is a good example of the the selection, natural selection of what might have caused a zombie apocalypse in the first place. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's also We've kind messed of, up too much. Mm. <laughs> All of these dumb people need to die. Yeah, and it's I mean it's also sad that people need to toughen up to deal with it. it. Is. Like that's the tragedy of it's it as very, well, is that people sad. have to give up. Um I suppose do you guys have like a we've spoken about Clementine, we've spoken about Lee. Do you guys have a favorite supporting character? I or think, someone that really rings out. I think Kenny's amazing. The performance yeah, in the role is very I good. I do enjoy Kenny, yeah. I um, think Omid and Krista yeah. for as long as they were in it. Um, yeah, because they're not in it for too long. So no. what about them? Well, like, I mean, why they're they in it you? for almost half the game. Yeah. But oh. we, well, yeah, because well, they come in halfway through episode three. Oh, I thought it was episode four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, you're, you're right. They, they, do, they do spend a lot of time, uh, all of them together in the house yeah. and that yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. which makes it feel like you've feel spent like more time with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Omid and Krista? Like, I they felt a lot like real people. I think mm. was the mm. thing. They felt like a real couple who were like getting through this just because of the two of them. Well, yeah, and Omid's funny. Yeah, it's so relieving yeah. to have come in, and he comes in and tells jokes. Yeah, and you're like, and it's and it, it's such a relief. Yeah, it's like, like especially after because what you go through just before yeah. you meet them. Yeah, like it's the Karcher thing, it's the duck thing, it's the Lily thing. Like all it's of that happens in yeah. one the, episode, yeah. and then this guy comes in. And he like he hurts his leg and stuff, but he's telling jokes and he's quite yeah. funny. And you're like, oh my god, I love this guy because he makes me feel good about the situation. Yeah. yeah. But then you also see how that strains their relationship. Mm. How yes. that's how and the fact that Krista like he he needs to be that tough one, mm. but he's trying to make jokes all the time. He's trying yeah. to yeah. And you get the idea that Krista was the backbone, she's the Clementine, yeah. she's that character. But now that she is pregnant, she's she needs to rely on him more in this awful situation. And, but that's not the man she has married. Yeah. On a on a playthrough as well, you can tell that she was pregnant before you real like if you didn't know yeah. the first time you played, you wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah. But on on a playthrough, I I noticed it because yeah. I was pregnant at the time, and you can just tell that they'd obviously had a, a subtextual conversation beforehand, being like, "We're not going to tell anyone about this because right. otherwise they'll never take us with them and we won't survive." Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I mean, just the fact that she she tries to miscarry, she drinks and tries yeah. to yeah. get rid of the baby. Which I mean, controversial plot point to put into the game, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, they've gone past that point already. Yeah, by this yeah point well, the game. Yeah. they're like, yeah, we're we're willing to play with. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.